Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. It is Monday, October 14th. We are back after a quiet weekend, the Giants having played Thursday. So Saturday and Sunday was a rare weekend off for everybody. If you took the weekend off and did something fun other than watching football, then, you know, welcome back. If you decided to watch football, um, hope you enjoyed it and uh, hope you're ready for another week here on the Locked on Giants podcast. We have a uh, busy week up, a- up ahead. Starting today, we're going to talk over some of the latest developments with the Giants. I have some observations, some news to report for you. Tomorrow, Tuesday, is Twitter Tuesday, so you know the drill. Get your questions in as quickly as you can. Looking forward, as always, to answering your questions. Make sure if you're tweeting them to me, you tag them Ask P Train. If you are emailing them to me, send them to LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. Wednesday is our crossover show. And then on Thursday and Friday, I'm still planning those two shows, but I'm hoping to maybe grab a player for an interview and also have a guest on the program at least one of those days. So lots coming your way on the Locked on Giants podcast. And let's get into segment one, which is a rundown of some of the latest news. And we're going to kick it off with the news that the Giants have re-signed receiver Benny Fowler. Now, this is not a surprise to me, um, especially after last week's news that receiver Sterling Shepard was going back into the concussion protocol. It had been Shepard's second time in three weeks in the protocol, um, and a source had told me that Shepard was probably going to miss, quote unquote, some time. So uh, with Shepard's status up in the air, uh, the Giants reinforced the receiver crew by bringing back Benny Fowler, a guy who was with them, of course, um, earlier in the year. He was cut a couple weeks ago to make room for uh, Josiah Tawafa and also Golden Tate, who were added to the roster. Benny Fowler is, you know, he he's not a bad receiver, folks. This is a guy um, who can block you know, as well as Shep can, um, which is a big thing in the uh, Giants offense. Um, And as a receiver, he he appeared this year in uh, four games. He had two starts, caught 12 passes for 99 yards. So, you know, Fowler gives them some depth along with Golden Tate. And with the Giants also likely to get at least Wayne Gallman back, at least uh, Evan Ingram should be back. And hopefully Saquon Barkley comes back. So now the Giants skill position players, which look very, very scarce at um, Thursday's game. Now maybe the position players are going to fill out a little bit more. They're going to get some of these guys back so that they can play the offense the way, you know, they they hope to play the offense. To make room for Fowler on the roster, the team waived linebacker Nate Stupar. Again, not a surprise there with the Giants getting back Tay Davis, who, you know, last week against the Patriots, Tay Davis was actually a healthy scratch, but he is healthy now. And Alec Ogletree, who returned after a multi-week absence 
due to a hamstring strain. Um, so the Giants no longer needed Nate Stupar, who his role was primarily special teams. And of course, he was the one who was pushed back and into punter Riley Dixon on the block punt against the Patriots. And um, just, you know, it, it was you know, apparent just watching that uh, Stupar was only going to be a temporary solution until the Giants got some healthy bodies back at the linebacker spot. So uh, he is now no longer a Giant. One other piece of news worth keeping an eye on this as we go into week seven of the NFL season means this is the first week that cornerback Sam Beal is eligible to practice. Now, Beal, of course, has been on injured reserve with a hamstring strain, and this will be the first week out of two he is eligible to practice, meaning that he can come out, he can practice, he will not count against the roster. Um, the Giants can have the option of designating him for return if they so choose, which I think they are believed to do, uh, or will do, I should say. And they'll see where he's at. Um, I did speak to Sam a couple weeks ago. We had a nice long conversation about, you know, him sitting on IR and, you know, what it meant to him that they didn't end his season in the preseason, meaning that, um, they were going to, uh, be able to get him back if he made progress. And Beal told me that he's been running, he's been able to do a lot of stuff, and he was feeling pretty good about his chances of being added back to the 53-man roster. Of course, the Giants coaches and medical team need to see for themselves just, you know, where he is and if he can step in and help them. And that'll be kind of interesting because we have the trade deadline coming up as well um, in a couple weeks. Uh, and it'll be interesting. I know a couple people or, or some people ha actually have speculated with the Giants maybe move on from Janoris Jenkins and clear up some salary cap space uh, to, to make some room for, uh, you know, somebody like Sam Beal. I don't know if they would necessarily do that. Um, it's certainly intriguing. But the thing with Sam Beal is this is a young man who hasn't been able to get on the field yet at all. I mean, I, I don't think we've even seen him in the preseason. So, you know, Jenkins, he's been up and down, um, you know, but would they necessarily move on for him, him, you know, look to trade him for something? What? I don't know what they could get from him for him rather. Um, I don't think they could get, you know, like a first or second round pick, but you never know. Obviously, if a team is desperate enough and feels they're a cornerback away, that is certainly a possibility. But um, you just wonder because Sam Beal is believed to be the future starter at cornerback. He and DeAndre Baker are the two guys that I think the Giants are looking as their future at that starting outside cornerback position. So you just wonder if, you know, Beal does come back. Will they maybe give him some snaps in the slot uh, where Grant Haley has had a few struggles? Um, though, you know, to be fair to Grant Haley, those struggles aren't all on him. They've been on, you know, the lack of deep help. But uh, you wonder, again, would Sam Beal get some opportunities? I think that was initially the direction they were headed for or what they were hoping for. But, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if they attempt to move Janoris Jenkins off the roster via a trade to, you know, recap some of that salary cap space um, that they can then use maybe to sign a Dion Buchanan, for example, um, if they decide they want to add him to the roster. So 
that's something certainly to keep an eye on. Now, one other piece of news that I will mention to you, and this really doesn't have to do with the Giants per se. It does, but it doesn't. But uh, this has more to do with the upcoming opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are getting back Patrick Peterson this week. He had been serving a suspension. So Patrick Peterson, the Cardinals' top cornerback, is back from suspension. And you figure he's probably going to line up across from Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton being the Giants' true deep threat on the roster right now. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see that matchup and to see if Peterson, you know, can step in as though he hasn't been away. So something to keep an eye on for this Sunday. You're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena. We're going to take our first break, come back, and we're going to have some more thoughts as we get you back into the Giants work week after the long weekend. So do stay with us. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. The Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you in part by BlueChew.com. Visit BlueChew.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first shipment for only $5 shipping and handling. That's BlueChew.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. In segment two, I've got a few thoughts that um, I went over and put together for you some statistics I was looking at over the weekend, just jotting down some notes, some things that I liked, things that I didn't like. And I just want to quick run down a few of those things with you in this segment. Now, leak stats, um, we in the media, we have access to some stats which allow us to see what a specific team is doing versus the rest of the league. And I was just kind of taking a look at that. I'm going to read off a few things and and throw some some thoughts your way about why I think or what I think is behind those numbers. I'm going to start off with the interception rate. The Giants have actually started to get turnovers in bunches, something that we didn't really see a whole lot of in the first couple of games. And the Giants are averaging 3.08 turnovers, specifically interceptions, which is 0.82% above the NFL average. So the back end of the Giants defense, which, you know, was very, it it came under fire, you know, that back end, the linebackers and and the uh, defensive backs, who at times earlier in the year just looked absolutely lost, you know, have played a little bit better. And I think a big reason for that is we're seeing a little bit more uh, of the extra defensive back you know, the the five and six defensive back packages, which is taking some of the onus off of the linebackers, especially a group of linebackers that has had some injury concerns. So that's been a positive development, I think, and improve your, your chances of winning games if you can get some turnovers. And it's nice to see the Giants uh, come up with some of that those turnovers. It's nice to see the Giants back into the defense um, disguising the coverages better and just fooling some of these offenses into making mistakes. Another stat that is really shot up that, um, you know, 
got off to a slow start is sacks. The Giants are averaging 8.21% sack rate, uh, which is above the NFL average by nearly 1%. Marcus Golden has just been an absolute, you know, demon when it comes to sacks. I think he has something like six sacks, I want to say, um, in, in the last several games, and he's really picked it up. And, you know, the man is motivated. The man, you know, is on a, a one-year show-me contract, and he is trying to show the Giants, or if not the Giants, his next NFL team, that he is worthy of getting paid and has done a fantastic job. Now, the other two young edge rushers the Giants have, O'Shane Zimenez and Lorenzo Carter, off to a little bit of a slow start, but they too picked it up. And I think if the Giants could get them to a point where, you know, teams are going to have to pick their poison regarding whether or not to double up Golden or, you know, either Carter or Zimenez, depending on who's on that other side. I think their Giants are really going to be able to pick things up and, and have something there on the defense, on the pass rush, a, a unit, quite frankly, or, or an aspect of their defense, which has always been kind of sluggish the last couple of years. And I think we're finally starting to see some of that aggressiveness that James Betcher has been promising since he came to the Giants. Okay, up next, um, the Giants have been tighter inside the red zone. They have only allowed uh, conversions on 52.17% compared to the league average of 55.16. So that's a positive development. Um, and on goal to go, the Giants have allowed 58.33% of those opportunities to score versus the NFL average of 71.59%. So that's a big swing right there in their favor. Um, in terms of point scores, the difference between the Giants, what the Giants have allowed per game and the NFL is only 4.5. The Giants have given uh, up 26.7 points per game on average to the NFL's average of 22.2. So little work to be done there. But um, overall, I think that it, that they are trending in the right direction there. So I like what I've seen from them in that regard. Now, a few thoughts, individually speaking, uh, of what we've seen so far. Dexter Lawrence has really, really picked up his game. I mean, this kid literally is becoming a leader on that defensive front, just leading the charge, showing tremendous athleticism, tremendous movement along the line, has done a fantastic job. And he has proven to be, you know, so far at any rate, everything that they thought he would be, and then some. I also like what I've seen from O'Shane Zimenez. Now, I do think Zimenez needs to, you know, learn to play the run a little bit better than what we've seen, but you don't really see, you know, at least on film, I haven't seen it, him making the same mistakes twice. And I think he's getting better. And as he gets more and more comfortable to the speed and what teams are trying to accomplish, that kid is going to be quite an impressive uh, young player. He already is, but he's going to be better. Um, in terms of the defensive secondary, Jabril Peppers, who again got off to a, a slow start earlier in the year, like some of his other teammates, he's come 
around and started to make some nice plays in that backfield. You know, there's still the occasional misplay here and there, but look, the way I see it, it's pretty much, you know, Peppers plays a very aggressive game. And sometimes when you play in a, an aggressive game, you're going to miss on occasion a play here or there. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the, the, pl- the plays that you miss are going to be ones that you notice, you know, that make a difference. But I really like what I've seen from Peppers, and I think he's headed in the right direction. So um, good all around uh, showing from Peppers and Lawrence, who, of course, were two of the players that resulted from the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. You're listening to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trena. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, our final break, come back and wrap it up with some additional thoughts and notes. So stay with us. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants segment three. Patricia Trena here with you with just a few more thoughts on this Monday, October 14th. And a couple thoughts here. First off, I just wanted to comment about something that I've seen a lot in my Twitter timeline from you guys. A lot of you have been um, suggesting that the Giants move on from Pat Shermer, that the Giants aren't going to win anything with Pat Shermer. And I want to go back to last week and just quick touch upon what we saw against the New England Patriots, which I think everybody can agree that is the team against whom you want to measure how far you are or how far away you are. And although the score was lopsided, I think what we saw in that game that leads me to believe that the Giants can be a winning franchise under Pat Shermer's leadership is that the Giants did not give up at any point in that game. Yes, it was a blowout. It got a little ugly there at the end, but they did not give up at any point in that game. And I think that spoke volumes about how the team has bought into what Shermer has been preaching, um, how they are willing to work, and uh, above all, the leadership. I know a lot of people scoff at the idea of culture and, you know, what does that get you? But you could have a situation where a game gets out of hand and the players just basically throw up their hands and give up and just figure, you know, hey, let me get out of this without any injuries. I don't think we saw that against the the Patriots. I think we saw the Giants fight for 60 minutes. And what's interesting there is I had asked Shermer about that, you know, even though it's not a win, can they build off of something like that? And to paraphrase what he said, he said that, you know, ideally, obviously you want to win, but yes, there's, there's certainly something to build off of that because, you know, and this is just my take now on matter. You don't know until you go up against the very best. And, you know, again, there's no better team than the defending Super Bowl champions right now. And you don't really know where you stand. And I think even though that game was a loss and it was a lopsided loss, it is one that the Giants could use as a springboard, you know, to maybe play teams that are coming up um, who are maybe a little closer to them in terms of, you know, where they're at in terms of their development, uh, a little tighter. And that kind of brings me to my next and final point, And that is the next two weeks against the Arizona Cardinals, who are two, three and one, and the Detroit Lions, who are currently two, one and one. The next two weeks, I believe, can define this giant season. 
Um, these are two teams, the Cardinals and the Lions, who are kind of in the same boat as the Giants as far as where they're at in terms of development. And I think the Giants, having had their opportunity to, you know, measure up against the Patriots, a very good Patriots team, I think there's confidence now on their side and, and that when they go into this game on Sunday against Arizona, that confidence, assuming that it stays throughout the week, is something that they can build upon. And if they can get a win against the Cardinals and a win against the Lions the following week, the Giants are actually going to be in good shape. I mean, they're, that's going to bring us to the halfway point of the season, and they're going to be in really good shape as far as, you know, um, being in the thick of things. Now, do I think the Giants are a playoff team at this point? The jury is out on that. I need to see a little bit more from them to to say that. And even if they do make it to the playoffs, do I think they're a team that can go deep into the uh, into the postseason? The answer is no. I don't believe they're there just yet. But the overall, from a big picture perspective, you got to like the direction that this team is headed. You know, it's a young team. It's starting to come together. We saw the defense start to play better. Um, Daniel Jones. It, you know, we see a whole different, you know, aspect of the offense that we haven't seen before that allows them to be even more competitive. I just think, folks, that there's a lot to like with the direction this team is headed. And, um, you know, like I've said before, just as the Giants didn't deteriorate overnight, it took several years of bad decisions to, to basically wreck that franchise. It's not something that's going to happen overnight as far as reversing that. It's going to take multiple years. And this being the second year of the Dave Gettleman, Pat Shermer era, they are headed in the right direction. And I really, really like what they've done. I think there is still a lot more to be done, but they have gone a long way in terms of addressing some of the deficiencies that have constantly sabotaged them year after year after year. All right, Giant fans, that'll do it for this show. Don't forget, tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. Get your questions in. Looking forward to seeing them and answering them. Wednesday is the crossover show and plenty more is coming up on the Locked on Giants podcast. My name is Patricia Trainer. Thank you so much for tuning in.